Allstate. Are you in good hands? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to episode number one, followed by my partners. I'm Luke. I'm Grace. And I'm Cam. I'm not Dennis Haysbert. That's the Allstate guy, and I am not him. I may sound like him, but that is not me. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm Luke, uh, and I like uh, Taco Bell burritos, but like only the $2 <laughs> ones, because they're way cheaper. Um, and they're like all the same ingredients, just remixed. Um, I like annoying my friends with really bad music. And I don't mean just like bad songs. I mean things like the Home Depot song. Oh, so like <laughs> themes? No, not even. Like sometimes I'll just throw in something, like something from the Lorax or something. Gosh, like. Yeah. <laughs> group chat? Yeah, just group to make, no, just like when we're all listening to music, just to make them mad. Oh, <laughs> And uh, the last thing that's pertinent to knowing me is that I have an Eminem collection from the DC. <laughs> and it's like, I got like a whole root beer bottle and like peanut butter jar full. And then I'm working on a gallon jug of milk. I'm, I'm, I'm snitching, bro. I'm telling Geetha on you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> coming for you, bro. She's going to find me. That. She's going to take them all back. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm Grace. Some things to know about me is I like dill pickles. Like, I'm super picky about them. Like, they have to be, like, the baby dill pickles. I hate the Like the, the gas spears. station ones? Like, okay, like, but those are, like, the really big ones, and, like, those are fine. Okay. But, like, you know, like, the little baby kosher dill pickles. I'm not a pickle connoisseur, so. I don't, I don't like the spears. I don't mm. know why. I really hate it. Like, the chips are fine, you know, the ones you put on burgers. Yeah. Don't they all but taste the same? Right? Like yeah, it's, pickle, but it's like right? a texture thing. Like, the spears are, like, gross. Are they, like, slimy? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, I also really love people watching at the state fair or just, like, any sports games, too, for some reason. Like, I make that an entire day. Go to the state fair, grab food, and just watch random people. So, like, what's one of the weirdest things you've seen people do? Do you have some sort of story for that? I don't even know. Like, there was this one time where, like, this woman was trying to go on a roller coaster, and she had, like, she was, like, super, super dressed up. You know, like, not the roller coaster, but you know the thing that, like, you, it's, like, two seats, and then it keeps going, like, a round carousel? and round and round. A carousel? Not a carousel. It's, like, the big, oh, like. Oh, um, a Ferris wheel. Yeah. 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 And she was, like, super dressed up, like, blinged out jewelries and, like, like six-inch heels, at the state fair. That's gross. How do you like, do that? It's like that's what I'm degrees. saying. Like, yeah. I'm just sitting there in my, like, Nike shorts and my little tennis shoes eating, you know, I don't know, ice cream. And I'm just looking at She's this woman over there like that's, like, that? walking around in six-inch heels. So, I don't know. I find it really entertaining. It's for, it's for the flex, I guess. It's for the flex. <laughs> she needed it for her Instagram. That's all it was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Cam. And I also like to take things from the D.C., except I like to steal some silverware. So, Geetha, if you're watching this, I'm not bringing them back. <laughs> I, I needed them. It was, it was important. Our room, we didn't have the utensils, so I had to steal a few forks, <laughs> some spoons. You know, it's, it is you what it is. You just walk out with forks I had to. I had to. <laughs> oh I had God. no choice. <laughs> no it was the weekend, you know. DC on the weekend is not good, so I needed I need some utensils, and that's fair. That's it was either fair. me, it was either me or Geetha, and I chose me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, I play football here at Bethel. Uh, I'm a corner, if you know what that is, and I like taking naps. And but from the tone of my have, voice, so you never have time to exactly. Take naps. I didn't get a nap today, so Aww. I'm a little I'm a little low on energy. When was the last time you napped? 
<clears throat> I think it's been a while. I haven't had time. <laughs> That's I unfortunate. Uh, these classes, 16 credits is a lot yeah. for me. Yeah. I know you're taking a lot, Grace, but... Yeah, I've always taken 16 to 18. I've never had anything below that. Yeah, that, I was always 14, so 16 is... You're pushing me right there. Yeah, so. you're doing good. It's a whole lot. On the grind. Yeah. So, today, we're going to be talking about our podcast for our modern story class. This is episode number one, and today we're telling stories about a dynamic change with our families and how... The events of our past taught us lessons or even defined us in the present and our near future. So we're going to get started with Luke, my guy. <laughs> and his story is called Welcoming a Stranger. One, two, ready. Uh. I hurriedly started getting dressed in my small bedroom, looking for whatever clean clothes I had after a whole week of school. Uh, it didn't really matter, though, because all the uh, clothes that I wore to school were collared shirts and khakis like my uniform. Uh, but today, I didn't get to have to do that. I finally got dressed, but suddenly I noticed the big tub of Legos in the corner of my closet. And I realized, you know, that's where they were under all my dirty laundry. And I got very distracted. <laughs> I took them out and I resumed the set I'd been working on. It was a camper RV complete with the surfer dude and his wife and their own little campfire for grilling fish. Uh, I loved building these, I thought to myself, happy with the way my day was starting. Um, and the scramble that I had to get dressed, completely forgotten. It was Saturday. My dad was getting me ready to take me to IHOP without my sister, uh, Ashlyn, and my mother. It was just something for the two of us. I was startled to hear something in the quiet of our small apartment. It was early on a Saturday, and usually everybody's asleep. My dad and I would be the only ones awake right now. Quickly, call an ambulance, I heard my mother shout from somewhere in her bedroom. My six-year-old brain jumped into overdrive. Ambulances are bad. Something bad is happening, and my mom is yelling at my dad to call the ambulance. I also know that my mom hates spiders, and living in the middle of winter in Nashville, Tennessee, means that more venomous spiders are trying to stay warm inside your house. Well, not warm compared to Minnesota, but, you know. <laughs> Terrified, I woke up my younger sister and dragged her onto my bed, and we hid until the spider threat was gone. We waited, and we didn't hear much. But after what seemed like an eternity, our babysitter came in. Where did she come from? Where were my mom and dad? My limited knowledge of spiders didn't really account for the fact that there could have been two spiders that got both of my parents. I don't even remember at this point what happened with the babysitter. I honestly can't recall what her name was, but she was kind to us and we waited. We played, and we waited some more. I played Mario Kart on my Wii, beating my old high score just a regular Saturday morning. It was very routine. And then the phone rang for the babysitter. My grandma? She had gone with my mother and father, but... I thought she wasn't awake. I thought she was still sleeping. Please get ready to leave, Luke. I'll be there soon to pick you guys up. Time passed, and it was slow. Eventually, she did show up, and she put me and my sister in the car and got my sister buckled into her car seat. The sitter made her way home. Instead, we made our way to the hospital, and I slowly realized what was going on. My parents had told me that I'd be having a new sibling soon. Is this what was going on? I didn't even remember how it happened for my three-year-old sister. 
We arrived at the hospital in downtown Nashville 20 minutes later and hurriedly walked down the clean, bare halls. I had no idea where we were going, but I followed my grandma, and finally we made it. This is where we go in, grandma told us. I slowly opened the door and went in. My mom was laying on the hospital bed. Dad was next to her, sitting on a chair. She was holding a small little bundle of what looked like just some clothes. It was tiny. I cautiously approached and was introduced to the little thing that she held next to her. This is your new baby brother. His name is Micah, my mother explained. And finally, the hectic morning made sense. There was never a spider. That was just my own hyperactive six-year-old imagination (laughs) and a vast misunderstanding of things that I had no understanding of. This was a much better surprise, and it changed our family and made it better overall. That's crazy. That's so cute. (laughs) First of all, I hate spiders. I seriously do. They're like my biggest fear. Like, even my younger sister, like, there was a time where there was a spider and I told her to go kill it. Wow. Because I started crying because I got too close <laughs> and I started freaking out. I was like, nope, I can't do it. You, you know, do it. In California, like, where I grew up, there was, like, have you heard of a wolf spider before? Yeah. yeah but that that thing is huge. Like, <laughs> and I lived with my mom and my sister at the time, so they were... They weren't going to kill us. <laughs> and I was like 12. <laughs> just imagine a 12-year-old kid with like a huge broom. And I'm just whacking this thing and it won't die. It makes you feel better. My sister yeah. was eight when I tried to make her kill the spiders. <laughs> this is like six months ago too. So <laughs> it's not like I think that's a lot worse. It's really bad. <laughs> so is this... Is Micah your youngest brother? Yeah, he is. He's 13 now. 13, wow, that's crazy. So that's really weird. Um, Just thinking about when I wrote this story, it was like so much has changed since then. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's better off with him there. Yeah. Um, And it's just so different, but that's kind of what we're talking about here, a huge dynamic change in our family. But I think... Personally, this one turned out a lot better than I had expected. A lot better than the spiders. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, I don't totally understand why I, my first thought was spiders. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's the middle of winter and sometimes spiders get in, but I had run into spiders, like, once the whole time that I lived there. I lived there for, like, four years. Like, we had had, like, one spider in our house. And so, <laughs> like, the reason that I jumped to that... I have no idea. It must have been some like deep-seated phobia. <laughs> but, like, That's so funny. But now I don't care. Like I'll just go kill a spider. You're like, like it had to be the spider. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I, I distinctly remember. Like I heard my mom scream, and I was like, "There is a spider!" And I jumped on my bed and was like looking all over the floor, like, "Where is this spider?" You're like, "Nah, there's two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was terrifying, and it, it was probably scarier than the actual spiders were. <laughs> um, I'm glad it wasn't spiders. Thank you for your for your sanity. It wasn't. I appreciate it. Yeah. It was your brother. <laughs> um, so our next up story, uh, Grace will be telling us. Uh, wait, is it Grace's story that's up next? Is it yours? Yeah. Okay, I was, it's not labeled in there, so we'll just hope they cut that out. <laughs> um, if they don't, it's just a funny moment. Yeah, that's so fine. A little blooper. Uh, next up, Grace will be telling us her story. And her story is called Not the Only Peanut. (laughs) 
As I was sitting with my best friend on a large brown seat being bounced up and down from the bumps on the road, drawing pictures with our fingers on the large windows and comparing our stick figures with the other kids. The bumping stopped and cold air rushes through as Jeff opens a big door from his seat saying, have a good night, Grace. By the way, Jeff, one of the best bus drivers I ever had. Shout out Jeff. I love Jeff. (laughs) Uh, I looked at him and smiled as I walked down the narrow stairs. I've always liked the days he said goodbye after he drops me off at home. I walk across the street, but I notice something different. My Nana always picks me up after I get home, but today my dad was waiting for me at the door. He greets me with a big bear hug, such a big hug that he lifts me off the ground and I say, Dad, you're squishing me. My dad replies, I'm sorry, Peanut. I'm just so happy to see you. I was happy to see my dad too, but I still thought it was kind of weird that he was there and not my Nana. How was your day at school today? It was good, I replied. I got to work on my science project today for the science fair. Now, this was the second science fair project of my elementary school career, and I was even more excited about this one than last year's because my project was about Oreos, and I really like Oreos. (laughs) That's awesome, Pina. I'm so proud of you on how hard you're working, my dad said. I like when my dad tells me he's proud of me, but I love when my dad calls me Peanut because it's our special thing. I ran to my room to see my dog, Goldie, where I found him lying in my bed sleeping. I wake him up with hugs, and he returns me with kisses and tail wags. Now, Goldie I got when I was on my fourth birthday, and that dog grew up with me all the way till high school, and he was the greatest dog in the entire world. Side comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Peanut, my dad yells from the other room. Do you want to go to Wendy's for dinner? Yeah, I yelled with excitement. I ran to the door and put up my light-up tennis shoes on and my bright pink winter jacket on so fast, as fast as I could. My dad opened the door, and we went to the car and drove to Wendy's. Staring out the window, watching the different cars and lights and listening to the radio that was playing the Lion King soundtrack, which was my absolute (laughs) favorite movie growing up. All I could think about in the car is that today must be a special day because we only go out to eat for special occasions. As we wait in line, I look up at my dad and I ask, is today a special day? He looked at me and smiled. Yes, it is. After we sit down with our food, I will tell you. Now I'm even more excited as we wait for our food. I tried and brainstormed the different things it could be, a new puppy, going on a trip, a sleepover with my friends. We sit down on a green colored booth that had a tear in the fabric and I get my chicken nuggets and my french fries, but I'm too excited to eat them. My dad is getting ketchup and is taking so long. (laughs) Dad, hurry up, I wanna hear what's special. I eagerly yelled across the Wendy's. He looked up and smiled at me from the booth, a handful of ketchup packets, He sits down and looks at me with a bigger smile than he was when we were walking in. So, Peanut, our family is going to be getting a little bigger. Bigger, I said. What does that mean? You are going to be a big sister. Your mom is going to have a baby girl. I feel super excited, but I'm also kind of (laughs) confused. I feel excited in the fact that I get to be a big sister and that I'm going to have another friend to always be there with me and always have a sleepover and always talk about stuff. Um, But I also get confused and worried that am I not enough for my parents and also the fact that does that mean I'm not going to be the only peanut anymore? I like that story. That's a huge story. Thanks. That's a good one. Peanut. I like that nickname. Thanks. So are you guys both peanuts or... Um, as Did I kind of, as I kind of like grew up, it, like because we have an eleven year difference, right? So like, 
kind of when she was born and growing in her toddler years, she kind of took over Peanut, and I kind of just took over like my own name because <laughs> like for a twenty-year-old to be called Peanut, you know, it's cute in a dad sense, but it's also like we kind of have our own thing going on, right. anyways. So that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm okay to give her the crown of Peanut now. Yeah, so got to pass it her on. Time. I passed. I passed the crown down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with my story, it's just going to be like a hard left turn. <laughs> I love like, your story, though. You guys have like a whole introducing, a, you know, a family mm-hmm. member. And I'm like, see, but your story, like, it's depressing. A little but bit. it shows us like the person you are today. Like, look at how far you've come yeah, in your family. True. And that's OK. We saved you for last. Because mm. the best for last. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> And that way we leave it off on a sad note. And they <laughs> have to reflect on it more. They have to, have to reflect We'll on conclude more. with another ASMR, don't worry. <laughs> All right, so here's Cam with his story, You Can Always Go Lower. Mmm. It's a spicy title. Spicy <laughs> <laughs> <a nice> title. <laughs> What's crazy is, like, I did this in, like, maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I feel like when I admitting that to Scott. <laughs> it's a good story though I, feel like I, I just did. feel like I when you right. have something so personal it's so easy just to, just to like, like talk about it it's true mm-hmm. and it's something you've told a few times you kind of yeah. get used to it because my story didn't I haven't, that I haven't told this at all it's my really? first time yeah. sharing the story oh my gosh so that's I so did, special I did it for the whole school and a class there you in go. a podcast so. it's good to be vulnerable we're here for you yeah. <laughs> if I start crying just you know it's okay <sighs> it's okay <sighs> you got this <laughs> So finding new lows is a human experience, and that was something that I learned at an early age. I believe that it's God testing our merit and strength to guide us closer to Him. To be honest, I'm not too sure. A low I remember has happened multiple times in my life, actually. Uh, Each provided a, a new perspective or lesson with each walk. Being homeless was one of them. I remember this time when my mother and my sister and I found ourselves loading a suitcase up almost bulging out of its zippers as we carried our homes on our backs. And as we walked and rode the BART train, so for those who don't know, it's like a local train. Okay. And hits all the major cities in the Bay Area. So, like, it goes to San Francisco, it goes to Oakland, it goes to, like, everywhere in the Bay Area. Okay. Pretty cool. Everyone had that. You know, if you didn't have a car, which most people didn't, you rode the BART. Okay. Gotcha. We rode the BART. And we were forced to just find our, our new home. So it was the haze of summer's dying warmth and the chill of autumn's uncertainty has set. And, but I also had school tomorrow. So a guise of happiness and woes of a young middle school kid trying to pave their way into their own identity. I vaguely remember the smell of Oakland, California at this time. The smog and smoke of the busy streets and the sweat from the baggage we traversed. On and on, I felt my legs burn from the weight on my back and the extra clothes that weighed my tiny skeleton down. Unfamiliar to me, I can feel the uncomfortable view of the situation and the embarrassment on my mother's determined face. We walked into the gates of the community where we were welcomed by people just like us. Showers, food, bedrooms, and more, all shared with snotty kids younger than me and my twin sister. And as we walked the corridors of our new home, there was this glooming disdain of older people having to share more provisions with more unlucky souls. 
it was honestly a really depressing time. Like I can almost close my eyes and just remember it completely. Nothing that will last but felt like an eternity. Settled and accustomed to life with strangers, me and my sister would return to salvation of school. And that's kind of where I learned to almost mask my identity in a way. You know, go home, kind of more reserved, quiet, mm-hmm. but at school I can kind of be a lot more extroverted, yeah, a little bit more like myself. Yeah, pretend like wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So kind of kind of start to carry a little bit of a mask, which something should probably work on. <laughs> but I never thought that school would be my saving grace. Becoming a, a shell of what I am and not even feeling like a person at times. I can only imagine how my mother felt at this time. I learned in our time there that nothing comes easy in life. That although you reach a certain low, there's always something lower. That's where I learned to smile through the pain. Not cry over meaningless or childish things anymore, like toys or going out with friends. We were vagabonds in a wasteland of other women and children who shared the same torturous trek to our newfound abode. But something I never felt more was loved. How shielded and protected I was with the lives of these strangers. Names I can never remember, but can only wonder if they think of those times too. How beautiful it was to share dinner with my new siblings of traumatic experience. We were one. The best feeling was to see a set of waddling feet exit those gates as they trek onto a life better than where I was left. My time will come soon. That's just something I always thought. We'll leave soon. Because of this, I learned there isn't such thing as finding a low because you can always go lower. This story taught me about life forever, but also the journey of feeling like life has dejected you only to realize that there's a blessing in your sorrow, that there's always lower. I love that story. (laughs) You're gonna make me cry. (laughs) That's really powerful. So how did you find yourself to come to Bethel then? That's a whole other podcast, I think. A whole other podcast. Let's let's go back. We can go before that. Uh, Did you, how long were you there? I think I was there for, I want to say three to four months. Okay. So it was a while. And it got to the point where you're going to school and, you know, of course, you want to hang out with friends. You want to do stuff. But Mm -hmm. you have to remember, oh, I have to get my sister and we have to get on the BART train because, you know, my mom had to work and support and try to get us out of the shelter that we were at. Yeah. And it was kind of, it just got to the point where you just felt the weight of it a little bit. And it just kind of got a little bit more depressing because you're, you know, you're trying to be happy and you're trying to self-face with, you know, your friends and stuff like that. Not like, you know, everything's normal, but you're not even going home. You're carrying extra clothes in your bag while you go to school. You have... You know, maybe some some toiletries in your your locker. It was just it was it was definitely an experience. But honestly, I wouldn't change anything. It kind of taught me a lot, and it wasn't the only time this happened. So this there was a little streak of that going on. Okay. So, yeah. Did you ever have any people that you're really close with? No, because it's weird. Because when you're in a shelter with other kids mm-hmm. and like other moms, especially for the reason that we we're there, you get close to the kids, but it's also at arm's length. Sure. Because everyone yeah. else has their own kind of story of why they're there. And you kind of get a relative idea. Because, I mean, there's certain shelters, and this was a woman and children's shelter. 
So, you know, you're going through people with uh, domestic violence and other, you know, you know, drug addicts, mainly to mainly with their spouses or other people like that. So most of the time it's kind of hush hush, but you know, you kind of you kind of figure it out. Kind of just keep it moving. You eat, you sleep, you just wake up. You kind of just go through the mundane, which was torture. You can't really do anything but just go to school. So. Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, school as an escape is something that. I mean, I personally wouldn't imagine. I've never particularly enjoyed being at school. Yeah. Yeah. But me neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a different perspective. For sure. It's cool. It definitely like it makes you think about all that you have for sure. And sometimes even after I remind myself too, because I'm human, and some days you're just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm chilling today. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, you think and you reflect on your own life and, you know, your guys' own personal experiences and it really defines, okay, I made it through this, what's next? Well, that's kind of just how I live my life. I would like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. So, what did we learn today, guys? I mean, I think just overall that change can be a good thing and change can be a bad thing, but... I think as you're going through the change, it's important to remember uh, that you can turn it into a good thing. Situation might not be great, but the outcome can be better. For sure. Yeah, even if you don't know what's happening or what's coming, you know, trying to put everything in perspective that is comfortable to you and uplifts you in spiritual and a mental capacity is really important too. Yeah, I think I learned because with all our stories, we were all pretty young, so I just learned that you know, our perspective on life was very limited because mm-hmm. we didn't know everything that was going on around us. But it also tied back to reflecting on it now at this random time, yeah. sophomore year of college. <laughs> yeah. And you're just thinking about it. It's like, wow, like I, that really happened. And mm-hmm. that really like changed my life for the better or for the, you know, quote unquote worse. But I wouldn't even say that really. It just taught us all lessons. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I have a really trivial lesson that I personally learned from my story. Um, I, at the beginning, mentioned that I was getting ready to go to IHOP uh, with my father. <laughs> and um, I have held that over my younger brother ever since. Oh, wow. Because he interrupted my morning to go get IHOP with my dad, which was like, a, it was like a special occasion. Like he was working every Saturday, so mm-hmm. it was nice. And then he just decided to be born. <laughs> <laughs> and I genuinely don't think that I've gone to IHOP since then. It's been like he just ruined the whole experience. Yeah, it's <laughs> been like IHOP in general. Fourteen years or something. Oh I don't think I've been there. And so what you're saying is we need to go to IHOP. We need to go to IHOP. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just had to mention that podcast IHOP adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have any other comments about your own stories or anything like that? I don't think so. I think you can take us to our next wrap up mm. was that a yes that was a yes alright so uh, we want to say uh, thanks to Professor Chris Schaffner and his TAs uh, for maintaining the podcast studio shout out to Ellie uh, for helping us out, getting it hey. set up, getting our microphones <laughs> making sure that we can actually hear each other. Um, <laughs> thanks to 
just listening. Thanks for the listeners uh, listening to the Modern Story podcast from Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hey. hey. And thanks to our professors, Susan Brooks and Scott Winters, for sharing their story skills with us. And thank you for rounding off our season with us. We hope you enjoyed the Modern Story podcast because we sure have. Working on this was definitely an adventure that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) We also want to thank the writers like Aaron Barker who inspired our stories and kind of got us kind of the ball rolling on this kind of adventure. Just to meet new people and kind of intertwine our stories a little bit. So shout out to Aaron Barker out there. (laughs) And we want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening thanks for all the edits shout out Scott (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Winters and yeah guys this was a a good time good time yeah it was fun the next episode I'm stealing crazy go for it but next episode (laughs) for the Modern Story Podcast we're talking about wise builders and experiences that can grow you and your experience through testaments of life through a personal lens little self-promo uh get out there and tell people to listen to it <laughs> we, we want people to hear it but not too many people yeah <laughs> so like on the dl a little bit. yeah like get a only few tell people. your closest friends and that's it yeah. exactly like maybe tell like your roommates and send it then, to your mom exactly <laughs> yeah but like don't don't tell everybody yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to walk by and be like, "Hey, episode one." <laughs> <laughs> episode one. That's you guys, right? If I'm recognized in real life for it, I think that that would be unfortunate. <laughs> I like to be on the down low, like anonymous. I don't. <laughs> yeah, and if you're shouting at me all state, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> <laughs>